Hi, Danny here, and thank you for joining another episode where we talk about real estate investing. As always, my goal is to educate and to inform and to help you become better investors. If you feel like you want to speak with us one-on-one -on -one in an intimate way, do let us know. You can contact me at danny at simplydoit.net. That's D-A-N-I at simplydoit.net. Or go to our website, simplydoit.net, and complete a contact form. Also, I want to say that if you go to our website, you can sign up to receive a series of short educational videos made by myself with a very good, pure, relevant content for content for real estate investor. With that said, please enjoy the following episode where I talk about ways you can overcome or help yourself overcome obstacles, challenges, concerns, and fears. Enjoy the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for joining. Okay, very good. Five more seconds and here we go. All right, we're doing something a little bit uh, different today on my end with the technology. So I'm hoping it will work. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Danny here from California. And this is our weekly session about real estate investing, where um, I like to bring a topic and discuss and talk and interact with you guys. Um, if you wonder, uh, so many of you, this is, a, you know, we do it live. By the way, it goes live on Facebook right here and goes live on uh, YouTube right here and on the podcast as we speak, being recorded on the podcast as well. So you can consume this in any one of those uh, methods, live or the recording. So thank you for joining me. Um, we do this session every week. You are most welcome to put your questions while I speak in the comments box. Uh, questions are welcome related to the topic or not directly related to the topic, but hopefully we'll keep it related to real estate investing. Uh, my name is Danny and I live in California. I operate from California. I've been doing real estate investing for many, many years, about 17 years in multiple US metros. And this is my focus and what I do on a weekly or daily basis. We hold this session every week with a clear purpose to educate, direct, guide, advise, uh, and to get to know you guys. So hopefully you will benefit. I always try to bring value to the, uh, uh, to the session. Hi, Rafi, hi, Tzvika, Liran, Amanda. I see so many of the familiar names. So good to see you guys. Uh, some of you are my neighbors. Some of you live far away. That's okay. Um, so let's get started. So if you have any questions, please feel free to uh, post them in the comments or send them after the session. Um, you know, um, directed to us, we would love to hear from you. That's the whole purpose of this session is to interact with you. All right. Um, going through some real estate forums, some forms that we use. I saw the conversations about what's holding people back. 
what are the what's holding us back when it comes to real estate investing and I went through uh, kind of trying to pick the most uh, repeated points not necessarily the popular points but the repeated points and I wanted to to kind of tackle those things because I know a lot of people that's what's holding them back obviously and um, I want to try and help you get unstuck well, first of all, I'm going to tackle those those uh, uh, those points. But first of all, I want to say a couple of things before we dive into each and every point. From my experience, I've been working, I've been helping and working with investors one on one or in groups, you know, as a mentor, as someone who guides through the, the process uh, for, for about 15 years. And I've helped uh, or been involved in the process of purchasing and selling probably approximately 4,000 rental properties, give or take, throughout the 15 years I've been doing this. And I had the privilege of interacting with a lot of investors, a lot of investors, uh, some who actually invested, obviously, and some who ended up not, or maybe not with us. And that's fine. Um, and that gives you, you know, 15 years and large volume give you perspective um, on things, perspective or observation of how, People behave and what they do, and that's why I'm trying to to kind of change you or help you change you. The first thing I would say is when I speak to investors, when it comes to what's holding you back, the main problem or the main action item I think someone should be taking or the two action items you should be taking is this. Don't even think about the investment or the property or the area uh, because if you're already been, you know, thinking about it, uh, you know, for some time and not pulling the trigger, then you should probably take a step back and think about those two things. Number one, my suggestion for you is to literally sit down for five minutes and write down to yourself, not just thinking in your head, but really write down your fears, right? I gave you, I wrote here a few things such as money and money and funding, lack of knowledge, trusted teams, investing remotely, controlling fear. Okay, that's all, you know, general fear. That's all fine. But if you don't identify those items, then you won't be able to tackle them, right? The more specific you are, the better it will be. Because from my experience, most of the fears points you are experiencing, you have identified or not even identified someone such as us or someone else already been able to tackle, solve, provide a solution that you can use. Okay. Not always, not, you know, not always to your satisfaction or comfort zone, but you know, if you go and you write, okay, my fear is property managers are crooks. Okay. We can tackle that. Um, you know, how can I, uh, you know, invest remotely when I, you know, I don't know the era. Okay, we can tackle that. Um, you know, can I get mortgages? I don't know. Can we tackle that? Absolutely. Easily, rather easily, and so on. What about if my property stays vacant? Okay, let's discuss it. Let's see what options are there. All of those things, right, if you, ta if you write it down, 5, 6, 10, 15 points, specific points that are, combined are your fears, you are probably going to be doing 50% of the solution because you've identified all those items, right? You identified, then you you go on a, on a, on a call with, with us and you say, Danny, here are my 15, my 10, my 20 points, fear points, concern points. Let's tackle them one by one. 
I don't promise that I'll be able to uh, to satisfy all of them for you or have a solution for all of them. But even if you have, let's say, 15 points that are your concern that you have identified for yourself and you have a conversation with me and in that conversation, we are able to tackle 11 out of the 15. You know what? 10 out of the 15 to your satisfaction. I think that takes you closer to an area where you feel comfortable investing. So identifying it is very, very important. Second thing you should be doing, and again, I'm not even talking about specific investment. I'm talking about generally speaking, sit down with yourself at the same time and say, okay, what are, what is my personality? Do your own analysis. Do I want to be hands-on or hands-off, passive or active, right? Uh, do I want to, uh, do I want to be, uh, you know, looking for short term or long term? Do, do I consider myself, you know, an experience or an inexperience or anywhere in between? Right? What I'm trying to see is to, to ID those key characteristics in you that will probably dictate to you which direction you should be going or heading, right? Just because someone is doing flipping doesn't mean this is the right avenue for you. Just because someone is doing you know, uh, you know, hard money loans doesn't mean this is what you're, you know, what is the right thing for you to do. So try to identify those key characteristics aspect in you that will help you choose the right strategy, investment strategy. Okay. Fear is one of them. Okay. Um, I have investors who told me, listen, we are so busy. We want to be extremely passive. We don't want anything to bother us or as minimal as possible. Right. We all do in a sense, but some people understand that there's more noise that they're willing to take. And some people say that we don't want to have any single noise in the process. So those two things, identify specific concerns, fears, things that are holding you back, right? And by the way, if you are super busy, that's holding you back. That's not a, you know, that's, that's, that's a genuine, uh, genuine concern on your end. Obviously, you're not investing because you're too busy, but at least you identified it. Now let's see how we can tackle this. Okay. Um, and then identifying your skill, characteristic, personality aspect that will be a good match for you, you know, between an investment, specific investment strategy to you. Okay. Rental properties more involved, for example, versus investing in a REIT or some sort of a passive syndication where you are a passive investor is, is another example, just to show you those types of things. Okay, now that we talked about those two things, let's move forward a little bit. Let's see how we can tackle some of those things that I've put on, on the list here. The, those items that I've put on the list are simply because I have seen them come up again and again and again, and that's why I wanna tackle them, obviously, or I expect you would have more items on your list than what I'm saying here, okay? So number one on my list is money and funding, okay? Money being the actual asset called money to invest, the, let's call it the down payment or the purchase, you know, the purchase amount needed, and funding being a mortgage, okay? Let's start with the mortgage. If someone here, if some, one of you is thinking, oh, I'm probably not going to be able to obtain a mortgage for a following reason, whatever the reason is. I will tell you right away, why would you even put yourself through that uh, mind thought process? My simple answer about getting mortgages or funding is get, you know, speaking to a mortgage person and getting a pre-qualification. 
You might be right. That might be the case. You cannot get a mortgage. But if you're not sure, right, let's talk to a mortgage person. They'll give us, they'll give you an answer pretty quickly within a day or so. So here's your uh, simple answer. Why would this be a concern before you speak to, uh, uh, to a mortgage person? Sometimes people think there's a limitation that, you know, under, you know, in their mind before even speaking to, uh, to, uh, um, to a mortgage person. For example, someone said, I just moved to the States nine months ago. Okay. My credit score have not been, been built up, you know, uh, so I don't have any history, but I do have a steady job, but I do have a good income, but my debt to income ratio is, is very good. All of those aspects are okay. We talk to the mortgage person and the mortgage person says, you know what? We can work with you as long as you put 30% down instead of 20% down. Or you're going to have to pay some points, whatever, right? So there's a way to mitigate this or show us some reserve. Okay, maybe the mortgage person will say, although you're not perfect, you're still good enough with, uh, to qualify with us. Just as an example, this is all things that happen. Money. What do you do if you don't have money? So first of all, how much money is money? Okay, for example, if you're looking to buy a rental property in the San Francisco Bay Area and that rental property costs a million dollars and you need 200,000 plus as down payment, absolutely that could be challenging. But if you're buying, uh, let's say, a rental property in Kansas City, which we just started, you know, activity there in Kansas City, um, Missouri or, or Kansas, and the cost of the property is 200000 and you need about $50,000, all of a sudden, you may have that amount, okay? I'm just saying, how much money is money? Now, if you're someone, say, let me take a side note for a second. Sometimes I get people, I speak to people who say, listen, I don't have a job, I have a bad credit, uh, I don't have any money. How can I invest? Well, honestly, I don't know. I'm sure there's answer out there, but I'm not the person who can help you with that. So I am, you know, I'm not going to be able to say, Hey, you don't have, you literally don't have money. Here's an option. Well, there are options out there, but honestly, I don't think I'm going to be a very good help, you know, a very good uh, uh, person to talk about that because the type of investment we are doing do require a little bit of money. Let's say you don't have a 50, but you have 30,000. Okay. Just as an example, so we don't go after the $200,000 home, we go after the $130,000 home in, you know, uh, I don't know, Kansas City, Nashville, whatever. So just to show you there is, there are options outside your immediate area because a lot of you live in expensive real estate markets, not all of you. So just keep that in mind, not just money, but how much is needed. Next, lack of knowledge. What do you do when you have no, you have zero lack of knowledge or very minimal knowledge? Well, there's a couple of things you can do. You have, you can change that. Go on YouTube. By the way, our YouTube channel, you know, has tons of videos. Uh, you know, we upload there. Go on YouTube. You, you know, watch videos. Read. Go to meetups. Go to meetings. Talk to people. Start, you know, offsetting that knowledge. By the way, if we go back to the list of fears we talked about earlier that you've created by now, I'm sure you did, and you, you want to not just say lack of knowledge, but you start mitigating the fear list that you have with, you know, learning how to solve those problems, then the knowledge, you know, aspects will start changing. Okay. So absolutely, you will, you know, 
nobody starts with it, you know, you're never going to start investing with a lot of knowledge just before you start. You want to obtain, you want to, um, uh, uh, you know, read, get yourself more informed and fix that slowly or more, you know, or not slowly, but that's something that you probably want to, want to mitigate or, or, uh, um, or correct. There's tons of resources there uh, that can help you with the lack of knowledge. By the way, when you work with someone like us, like Simply Do It, we actually in a way compensate for the fact that you have lack of knowledge because we bring our knowledge to you. And we say, okay, you work with us, we're gonna help you with, the, with the, your, minimum, your, your minimum knowledge or lack of knowledge, and we will guide you through the process and we will actually train you and teach you and show you how, show you the ropes, so to speak, from our experience so you can actually mitigate the knowledge aspect or the lack of knowledge aspect. Trust the teams. Okay. What do you do? Well, research, uh, ask around, ask around, get references, uh, get referrals, talk to people. You know, you can spend that time. You know, you have to build that, you know, uh, uh, that team aspect and it takes time. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy. Um, and by the way, if you are, have the lack of knowledge, you're never going to be able to feel completely comfortable about setting up the teams. However, there is a shortcut. What is a shortcut? Very simple. You, again, you come to a company like Simply Do It or, or someone else, right? And you say, these guys have the knowledge. They already have the trusted teams. When I talk to, you know, just this week, I talked to a, a, a new resource for us, right? And the guy is a little bit hesitant. He's a property manager. And he says, I like everything that, uh, that you guys are saying, but you've never purchased with me. You're maybe just a lot of talk. And I said, listen, we are, I know I, I, I come across as someone who, you know, I may come across as someone who you know, just talk, but, you know, by now we've started building a relationship and we talked multiple times and we have healthy discussions. Hey, you know what? Instead of trusting what I'm saying, talk to other people that I work with in your position. And he did. And he came back and said, listen, they only have good things to say. I'm interested and let's see how we can work out a new relationship. But, he, you know, even that person is a little bit concerned. But when I come to that person... I tell him, listen, I'm not just, I don't want to use your services just like that. I want to use your services after I vetted you. And now I want to get better terms, better fees, better, uh, more uh, services from you. Why? Because I have a buying power. I want that buying power to work in my favor, not in my specific favor, in your favor, the investor who works with us. So trust the teams. You can go out and find them or you can actually jump jump the wagon of someone else who's already has the trusted teams and benefit right it's like a shortcut um the whole concept of investing remotely moving on investing remotely okay this is this is something i've been you know been hearing about for years so first of all logically if you have the money to invest locally and let's say you live in silicon valley and you know the ROI is going to be poor and the cash flow is going to be poor and you, get, you, got, you need more money or you know, a larger amount to invest, go ahead and do that. That's for, you know, that's, that will mitigate that fear. However, if you're someone like me who says, you know what, I, I either don't have that, that much money or I don't want to put as much money in one property or the numbers are horrible, then you probably want to, out of a pure necessity, go out and invest elsewhere. So what do you do if you want to invest elsewhere 
and you have no familiarity with that area. Well, short cut, long cut, right? My boy say long cut. What's the long cut? Jump on a plane, go out, spend a few days, and visit the area. Visit people, spend some time, learn the area. You will be much more comfortable or not with the whole concept of investing in that area, right? Again, lack of knowledge. You got to mitigate. You got to close that gap. So what do you do? You spend a few days, right? It'll take you three, four, five, ten days. I don't know. One day, you know, spending over there to get more comfortable with it. That's one way. If you want a shortcut, very simple. Again, come to work with us. We already do the leg work. We have people on the tram, trusted teams. We'll try to teach you about that. And we will try to help you close that gap, right? I always tell the investors who ask me, even if they work with us, should I go there? My simple answer is yes. Because even when you work with someone like us, with all our experience, with all our, you know, all our knowledge and all our, you know, all our uh, hard work prepping, you know, markets and teams, it's very simple that confidence, even for experienced investors, even for me, you know, it's different when, you know, when I do uh, remotely with a new team or a new person or when I go there. So the combination of trusted teams or, or a network like Simply Do It plus visiting is going to be very helpful. I always tell my investors, when you go out there, you're not going to know the, you're not going to uh, know the market, the metro very well in one or two days. It's not going to happen. What's going to happen is this. You're going to meet the local people. You're going to spend some time with them. You're going to be seeing real houses. It becomes a more feasible and not an abstract notion. Here's a real house, a real neighborhood, a real community, right? We can see the different things plus different things plus when you drive around in the car in during a day in, in one of those markets, you can actually feed that information. Oh, I love this school. It's a new school here. Oh, they're opening a new a new shopping center. Oh, it's pretty big, right? You can see those things that do not come across in an email or a conversation and those things help you kind of build that confidence, right? By the way, you're probably going to be shocked when I tell you if I take you and I drop you in any one of those suburbs uh, that we invest in in any part of the country, you would not have any clue where you are because here is the Here's the Target, and here is the Costco, and here's the Walmart, and here is the, I don't know, whatever other brands, and, you know, everywhere, right? So it's pretty much copy-paste, copy-paste, you know, around the country. So you're not going to know. But when we are talking about investing, a lot of it is confidence. A lot of it is, you know, how we feel, you know, uh, uh, um, comfortable, you know, doing an investment, going out there and seeing with your own eyes, meeting the local teams, seeing actual houses, not only going to make you feel more confident and confidence, but also going to, going to, uh, you're going to be a more educated, knowledgeable investor. It will help your investor side mature, <clears throat> sorry, mature. Um, so keep that in mind. I think that's uh, very, very helpful. Uh, controlling, same thing. It's a personality. Can you control well your investment or can you work with a network that has a better grip on local people, you know, or you got to let go a little bit. We teach our investors, even when they buy with us, the first time they buy a rental property with us, we give them what we call the owner crash course, the owner crash course, something that we put together based on years of experience, years of mistakes, 
and mostly it calibrates the expectation of what's coming up in years to come now that you own a rental property. I want to save my investors the trouble of learning the hard way now that they are purchased their first rental property, right? We give it to everyone and it's always, a, not to everyone, we give it to all our investors and it's always available to them. But now I, I learned that a lot of people, when they buy their first rental property right off the gate, they have some expectations from the property management and those expectations are not really what happens in real life. We close that gap because we want you to be knowledgeable about how to conduct your affairs when you own rental properties, especially even or especially when you work with property managers. That's why we give it to our investors. We call it owner crash course. It's one of the most one of the things that, you know, tools that we provide our investors. I'm very proud because it's based on years of experience and tons of mistakes, emotional and financial mistakes. And we're going to we're giving it to our investors so they can avoid those mistakes. Right. It's a very, very important uh, uh, tool in my in my opinion. And and. You know what? Once we started giving this owner crash course to our investors, the amount of issues and support items dropped because people know what to expect. Investors know what to expect. And this is a lot of it has to do, I would say 80% of it talks about controlling. Okay. You know, calibrating expectations, closing gap and controlling. So right there, there are ways to mitigate the controlling. And lastly, I'm coming back to the first point of fear. I'm going to say this. If you're thinking you're going to make an investment without any fear, you're absolutely wrong. There's always going to be a, a, a voice in your head saying, wait, wait, wait. What's going on? Is this a good one? Am I making a right decision? You're never going to be in a hundred percent place that everything is, is you know, is, is uh, uh, issue free. So just be aware of that. Uh, uh, be aware of that. Be ready for that. It's called risk. It's called fear. It's called unknown. And, it, and, and the simple way to overcome it, you're gonna need to um, you're gonna need to take a leap of faith, all right. Especially when you're doing the first one, a leap of faith. By the way, one of the things you can t ask yourself: if you are pleased with everything you've been doing to date financially, and there's no reason to bring in real estate investment into your life, don't invest. But if you're looking back or looking down or looking on financial, saying I'm not happy being, uh, um, you know, a W-2 employee with minimum uh, uh, financials or wealth to show all those 10, 15, 20 years I've been working. And what about my retirement? Then you should definitely look, uh, you know, inside and say, okay, I need to do something a little bit different. So leap of faith is important, but also look at the what you have not done. And if you have a problem with what you have not done or what you have accomplished, then you should definitely look for it or, or more uh, uh, proactively towards investing altogether. I'm not just saying real estate. I'm saying altogether. With that said, I am done with everything that I wanted to cover today. We talked about, you know, um, you know, how to identify fear points and how to, uh, uh, in order to help you overcome those things. So don't think about what's holding you back or challenges or obstacles or fear as a, as an abstract notion. Spell it out, right? List. And I mean, list down, number one, what is your biggest fear? Number two, number three, etc. And go with that and tackle those, this list, one item by item, either with us, either with someone else. And then uh, you're, you're going to see that you, you're, you'll see that slowly the risk per item or the concern per, per item should go down, uh, you know, eliminate altogether or, you know, 
uh, considerably go down. So that's what I wanted to share with you because I've been seeing this week a lot of conversations regarding fears and holding back and obstacles. Um, I am gonna, I'm opening it now to questions. If you have any questions, by all means, related to the topics or related to real estate investing, this is a time to ask them. Uh, if you're watching the recording, you can still post questions or you can email us uh, those questions as well through uh, the different channels. I'm going to wait here for about a minute and for your questions. And if no questions, we're going to wrap it up, uh, wrap it up for today. In the meanwhile, I'm going to just share with you the conversation I had with my seven-year-old, almost seven-year-old boy today. I taught him what is TGIF. Thank God it's Friday uh, today on the way to school. And then he immediately said, you know what? It's actually TGIS. And I said, what do you mean? He says, TGIF. Thank God it is spring break because this is the last day of school and spring break is coming up. So he's happy with the TGIS B. Very good. Okay. In, if, if, uh, in this case, uh, I'm going to say thank you, everyone. Uh, we are probably going to skip next week due to the uh, Passover, uh, you know, uh, holiday. So we're probably going to skip one next week and uh, resume the week after. Thank you, everyone, for uh, taking your time from your busy day, busy schedule. I wish you all happy past Passover and enjoy the spring break if you're like me about to start that. And uh, of course, TGIF and uh, Shabbat Shalom. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.